Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the S episode of We're Drunk and We Know Things. And this one is a little bit special. We've decided, rather than our usual visit to a local pub, we were going to jump on a boat and sail six and a half, seven miles off the south coast of the island of Jersey um, and set up our portable recording studio on a small reef called the Minkies. This seemed like a good idea at the time. For those of you who follow us on social media, you'll be able to check out our Instagram feed and see that we're actually recording on the helipad of the Minkies, or helipad adjacent. Helipad adjacent, yeah, nice. <clears throat> yeah. Um, not entirely sure why we decided to do this, but it's a glorious sunny day. We have got plenty of beer, and we have got Super Mario Brothers, the movie, to inch our way agonisingly through, and then we've got some technology stuff that we'll talk about as well. I'd like to take a quick moment to say thank you to all of you who uh, nominated us for the International Podcast Awards. If you haven't yet, firstly, you suck. It's too late now, isn't it? No, no, there is still time. Oh, okay, that's good. There's like a day, so I'm, I'm do it right things. now. Heavily You're involved t- in the process, me. <laughs> Go to podcastawards.com and follow the instructions. Uh, you have to give them like your email and your mother's maiden name and your bank details. Social security and, number to Yeah, the usual. And for a small one-time fee made payable to We're Drunk and We... No, no, it's free, it's easy, you can nominate us, uh, and we might make the slate, or we may not, and then never speak of it again. So, without further ado, it's Super Mario Brothers. That's what I do. I drink... I know things. Hello. <laughs> not really, that's not how I'm going to introduce it. Super Mario Brothers. I kind of wanted to do this, and we kind of put it down there because we were like, ah, trolls. Uh, I can't actually also well, wanted for, to do Firstly, we had five movies on the shortlist. Yeah, there were so many to choose um, from. Because there were so, so many, many movies that began with S. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> we, we accidentally uh, may have gotten slightly promoted by a Super Mario Brothers the movie fan account on Twitter. <laughs> Which massively skewed the vote yeah. past the point of no return. But it was right because I'd already spent far too much money on a 4K remastered Blu-ray of it at that point. So the fact they, that they have a 4K remastered found out afterwards Blu-ray. it's available in its entirety on YouTube. So uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is yeah. Um, okay, so, so let's get into the nitty-gritty. Yeah, let's get down to it. It's made in 1993. It cost 48 million dollars to make. Now, it's all up there on the screen. And it made twenty dollars. No, twenty million dollars. I mean, I think I made the same joke for the quest, but it still stands. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so hang on, nineteen eighty-three. So this is SNES era for Nintendo. They've yep. released Super Mario World. Yep. Um, which probably explains why there's a certain Yoshi-style character in it. I mean, it's so much like the game, though, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's very true to, it's to weird. nothing at all. <laughs> true to nothing. It's, yeah. Um, it came out the week before Jurassic Park. And the producer still insists to this day that that's why it did badly. Not the fact that it is a steaming pile of shit. <laughs> no, I... I, I, uh, I, I it's not... <laughs> you know, I try and say positive for these things. I actually... I've got a soft spot for it because of the production side of it, which we'll get into, uh, because that's the point of this podcast. But um, it is irredeemably bad. <laughs> I went to see this at the cinema, and I did not play games at that point. So, you know, if you don't know anything about the games... 
it I makes mean, no difference yeah, to the movie at all. at all. Um, so, plot summary. What happens in Super Mario Brothers, the movie? Jesus, Mary, mother of God. Go on. All right, so there's Mario Brothers. Oh, they're not, they're not brothers. Oh, before that, oh, yeah, we so open with animated. probably the best piece of... Like, it explains the entire plot of the movie. Yeah. In the first 30 seconds. And then Dennis Hopper explains it again later. Uh, several times. Animated dinosaurs eating stuff, talking about how great things are. The person doing the voice and the narration of that is Dan Castaneta, who's the voice of Homer Simpson. Yeah. Uh, oh. What? Oh, well, sorry, you uh, thought you were going <laughs> to blow my mind with that little nugget. I was kind of hoping to. Uh, in which case, this is going to be tedious. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so we open on animated dinosaurs who say ain't life grand or something. Uh, and uh, a, uh, a meteor hits the earth. And because of things go hard, when things go hard, they go boom, it splits the dimensions. Oh, it does. Dimensions. But hang on. My, my first point of order. Where does it hit the earth? Oh, Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> a place that probably won't exist due to continental drift for about another 600 yeah, but, gajillion years. It, it was there. It just continentally drifted. Fair enough. So it's, drifted across yeah, the continent, if you will. Where Brooklyn was. Yes. Well, in yeah, the Cretaceous yeah. period. So a meteor hits the earth and splits, well, creates a new dimension where some dinosaurs have survived. And evolved. It's <laughs> so stupid. Oh, it's literally the beginning. Um, and then we cut to modern day, 93, uh, Brooklyn, New York. Where? Where the Mario Brothers are Mario Brothers and they're plumbers. Yeah, um, what like, are their names, Mike? Their names, names are Mario, Mario, and Luigi Mario. We'll get into how they're not actually brothers, though, shortly. Um, God help us. So, yeah, so they are hard up for work. They run off in a van that says Mario Brothers on it, but weirdly not in, like, the Mario Brothers stylistic fonts that you would think. Nope. But, yeah, okay. So they run off to a job, but the Scapelli... Oh, God, I forgot about this whole subplot. The Scapelli company have already got there. It's a terrible subplot yeah, that Jesus serves Christ. no purpose so they other go, than to get them into a cave. Yeah, so they go and do a job, um, and while they're doing the job, the van breaks down, and they meet Samantha Mathis. Uh, Samantha Mathis, Mathis is an archaeologist who is uh, digging up dinosaur bones, and there's loads of iridium in the ground, which is why the Scapelli Foundation company wants it. because they want that's... to open up uh, an open iridium mine in yes. downtown Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, of course. And they've got loads of dinosaurs, but they're weird. They're like weird dinosaurs. They're like monsters that were trying to be a man. Because, <sighs> yeah, we'll come to why there's so many weird allusions to Frankenstein and Wizard of Oz and everything else. Um, Are you going to try and actually legitimise some of this shit? I'm going to go through the eight iterations of the script that there were, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, right, so moving swiftly on, yeah. uh, um, we are also introduced to two very strange characters. Spike and Iggy, who look exactly like their computer game counterparts, played by everybody's favourite blacked-up Indian guy, Fisher Stevens, also from Hackers, of course, yeah. and the other guy, uh, um, who are chasing after Samantha Mathis because they need to get Princess Daisy. Oh, we forgot Master Peace. No, it's fine. We don't know that yet. So it turns out that Samantha Mathis is basically Princess Daisy. And they need a piece of meteor that's around her neck and on a necklace. And she carries a piece of meteor. Meanwhile, she's fallen in love with Luigi. Straight away. Yeah. like Because he lets her use the payphone. Uh, Mario fixes the van by putting a bottle of Evian in the radiator, which suggests to me that the van isn't so much broken down as that they just don't know how to maintain the fucking thing, but okay. Uh, and then He's Lu- a plumber. It's like one of those things. You know, <laughs> to a plumber, the answer is always either a pipe or water. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Um, and then Luigi can't talk because he's so in love with Samantha Mathis, and then uh, Mario Mario basically invites her, and invites her for a lift and then arranges a date for Luigi as well. And on that date, they Spike have a foot and Iggy race. kidnap... 
Mario's girlfriend. Well, now, on what? that date... I'm trying to move this along. Oh, no, 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 it's a very important point. There's a very important thing we do need to do. When they go out for the Italian meal, the very ridiculous Italian meal, Luigi explains how he doesn't know who his parents are either, and Mario raised him, which suggests that they're not actually even brothers. He, so Luigi doesn't know who his parents are, but Mario keeps giving all these phrases throughout the film that Pops taught him. So Mario knows who his parents are, but Luigi doesn't. So they're not brothers. This explains a lot. They're not even the Mario brothers. This is like ten minutes into the film we've established that even the, the title is a lie. So anyway, the basically... There's more brothers in the spiritual sense. <laughs> yeah, indeed. So it, that's part of the... There are 25 iterations of this fucking script. Come then, on. Yeah. Anyway, so, right. so they, from, they take uh, Daniela... They to fucking Mushroom Kingdom They yet. go for the meal. They take Daniela, who is Mario's, bro- uh, Mario's girlfriend, instead because of... Because they're kidnapping Marcus. a bunch of girls trying to find Princess Daisy. Because they kidnap like eight. They can't tell the difference between mammals, <laughs> even though the dinosaurs look they like humans look as well. But yeah, because they've got two he- an head, two arms and two legs. Um... Technically, so do dinosaurs. But so on. they get kidnapped after Luigi and Princess Daisy have a foot race to the archaeological dig because they're just crazy kids. And then they go down a, a pipe, and there's some dinosaurs there. And then she gets kidnapped by the Iggy and Spike. And then they go. Through oh, a we rock. do also get an amazing moment where the Scapellis have sabotaged, uh, and they have to call Mario oh to God. fix it because they sabotaged it by breaking a pipe. And it's amazing because and he needs to plumb. So he he does lots of, gets lots of tools. And if you look at what he's actually doing, he's he's there are lots of bolts all around that pipe, but he's not t- touching any of the bolts he, so he uses nothing. like he gets a screwdriver and then he gets a wrench and he puts it in the same place so weird anyway so she gets taken to the, to the mushroom kingdom or something and they follow her by jumping through some rock and there's some really cool computer gra- graphics amazing things. cgi amazing. and also a fantastic moment because mario is afraid to jump he is afraid to jump and that is really the theme of this film is that Luigi is teaching Mario to believe... What, thinly veiled references to a computer game series? He's, he's teaching Mario to just believe in the unknown. Mario's teaching Luigi I swear to, God, to, if you to utter, believe in the tools if you that he's the, been given. If you utter the words, trust the fungus, I'm going to reach over this table and slap you. I don't you. have to now, do I? Also, right. it's quite key to the movie. But anyway, so now they're in the Mushroom Kingdom and they land in Dino Hatton. Boom. Dino Hatton is like Manhattan, except it looks a bit like Blade Runner, and also everyone's wearing fetish gear. Also, you access it from Brooklyn. This is a children's film. So why yes, is it indeed, not Dino yeah. then? Yeah, Dino Hatton. Everyone's in fetish gear. It's a children's film. Uh, hilarity ensues. Uh, they run around for a bit. Then they realise that they need the thing, the meteor thing. So they get the thing, but then Big Bertha has it. A great uh, corpulent. They get woman. it taken off them. Yes. Um, and then uh, a comedy of errors, basically. Yep. So all the while this is going on... I'm trying to think what the hell happens in like the middle 20 minutes of this film. Yeah, well, the middle hour. Uh, all, and so while all this is going on, King Cooper, not called Bowser, King Cooper, who is, by the way, the president, very... Played by? Played by Dennis Hopper. Ably played by Dennis with like, Hopper. With, like, cornrows. Oh. Uh, so good. Um, he wants them plumbers, because he knows the plumbers have got the meteorite. And he needs the meteorite piece to complete the whole meteorite so he can merge the two universes so he can invade it with the Goombas... <laughs> The Goombas are a highlight of this film. They are, actually. That is some cool, like, animatronic heads. So the man, they're like big, tiny little dinosaur heads. They've seen this. They, we don't need to explain what that is. So... If you haven't, you're in for a treat. They run around getting, trying to get the meteor. They do have, like, a heist part of the film where they dress up in women's, uh, women's suits, apparently. He dances with Big Bertha. And then they escape using the thwomp boots, which make them jump good but it makes them jump it makes them jump uh, and then they're like oh no we need to go and stop Cooper so they then they put on the sort of Mario and Luigi outfits yeah so they're basically uh, for one 
preposterous moment they are wearing red and green. Yeah, red and green, yeah. yeah. And what really annoys me is that every time they're in the frame, Luigi's on the left. Now, that sounds weird, but it's Mario and Luigi. So Mario should definitely be on the left. Basic film grammar. Basic film grammar. It's that, Mario and Luigi. That's what bugs you about it's this film. It's jarring, Rob. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they, uh, they, fight, they fight Cooper. They fight Cooper. They find all of the women that were kidnapped in they Brooklyn. They go down a tube of ice on um, a mattress. There's, yeah, a, a rather pointless, they go down a tube, basically, because... <laughs> Well, you like, need to go down, 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 90s, Hootie and the Blowfish music. Uh, well, it plays in the background. Um, and then they, 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 then the Goombas, they get the Goombas dancing. And then, yeah. Yeah, there's a big oh. kind of face-off against King Cooper, yep. which is pretty much the only bit I like because of the bob-omb. Uh, yeah, and they devolve him into a Tyrannosaurus Rex and then into a weird amoeba fish thing and then into slime. It's, it's primordial lose. And they've saved everyone. Primordial lose. Yeah. That's the one. And then they try and return home. With Princess Daisy, but Princess Daisy has found her father, who was a mushroom, and then, for no reason at all, other than the death of King Cooper, becomes not a mushroom again. Well, I've got a few points. I've got a few questions I'd like to raise, but you're absolutely They then go back to the real world, um, and the movie closes with Princess Daisy kicking their door down, saying, Mario and Luigi, I need your help. She said, no, she says, you'll never believe what happened. And Mario's like, oh, I I believe. I believe. And Luigi's like, oh my God, you believe? And he's like, yeah, I believe. And Q rocks up. Roxette, which yeah. has never had Dilla down, down, down in it ever. No. Right. So, I think people we have watched the film. Very little there. We, we missed an enormous amount, actually, but it doesn't matter because <laughs> people will have watched this film. So, my questions are when he devolves everybody into dinosaurs, why, when he devolved the king, did he turn to a mushroom? Is he the mushroom evolved all from the mushrooms? way down? But all the way down is primordially primordial lose. No Maybe one else gets turned into king. a fungus. But he's, so he's evolved from a, a, a mushroom, but no one else is. And his daughter isn't because she was born in an egg. There's not an answer to this. It's fine. Egg, I'm not egg, asking you a question. Just, just is this a breakfast thing? Like egg mushrooms, <laughs> yeah, bacon? Maybe, maybe. Um, one of them is going to get devolved he, into a hash brown. Why does he turn back into Lance Henriksen? Firstly, why is it Lance Henriksen? Two, why does he turn back into Lance Henriksen? Okay, so firstly, because he will do anything for it's money. It's true. Literally anything. Bishop, so sad. Yeah. Um, they're not brothers, so what the fuck? <laughs> Super weird. Also, I would like to say that Mario and Daniela have the air of them of two people that are filthy. Oh, they they like it. She it's... likes it out the tube. <laughs> Good <Up> lord. <laughs> I was going to leave a little bit to the imagination, but sure, she takes up the ask. Um, what? <laughs> on the pipe, sorry. Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. On the pipe. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, so it is. It's a confounding plot, uh, to say the least. It makes no sense whatsoever. It suffers uh, a little bit from that kind of, and you see this in certain types of movie where they had way too much budget on the setting, which no doubt we have a whole thing on. Um, yeah. So they spend an awful lot of time in the incredibly expensive built set. So yeah, that's like which is like forty million dollars worth is, of Dino the, Hatton. Yeah, Dino Hatton, yeah. Um, and yeah, and it's like, well, this this is clearly just one soundstage that you yeah. filled with all of this crap. And there's loads of amazing ADR when like they're being put in the cop car when they're being arrested. Mary's like, can't believe I'm being arrested for being a Plumber. And like it's all sorts of weird shit. All yeah. sorts of weird shit. So the reason that the plot is so disjointed and just terrible terrible is that there were a million iterations of the script. But before we do that, we need to go back to the beginning. There were two dinosaurs <laughs> eating and they were like, This is the life and a meteor. No. So Roland Joffy, Joffe, Joff, somebody, him, is the producer. Joffrey. He had made a number of lovely kind of arty highbrow movies and he was like i would like to make a gritty version 
of Super Mario Brothers. You know, because of Batman had come out in 1989 and all that kind of stuff. Fair. So he flew to Japan and spent 10 days sleeping just rough, it sounds like, um, whilst they were... 90% certain you were going to finish that sentence with, with hookers. <laughs> well, that would explain the inflated budget, certainly, wouldn't it? Uh, he flew um, and waited for 10 days because Nintendo were courting Hollywood for the rights to their computer games, specifically Super Mario. So he waited for 10 days, and he finally ended up meeting Shigeru Miyamoto. Yes, yeah, right, I had to look at my notes, because... Yeah. Uh, so he finally met him and Miyamoto was charmed by him because he offered $500,000 for the full rights to all the Mario, Mario characters. Uh, and he gave such a weird fucking like pitch for the movie that Miyamoto was like, you're all right. Because basically Nintendo have never really given a shit about this film. Not, and they've never taken a hit or anything like that because they were absolutely sure quite correctly that Mario was so popular that they could make an absolutely fucking terrible film and it wouldn't put a dent in it. It wouldn't touch the site. It wouldn't matter at all. It, it did not. It didn't. It no. just didn't. It, didn't. it didn't ruin the brand or anything else. It just went, everyone went, that's shit. But the games, it was so different from the games, it didn't matter. Well, mostly by virtue of the fact that the only two similarities between the movie and the games are they used the game music at the very beginning. Yep. And the character names. Yeah. That's it. There's lots of bits in the background where it's like... It's not even the and right Hammer princess, Brothers and it's not even the right bad guy. So it's it's Luigi's princess, though, right? So Princess Daisy is like Princess Peach, but Luigi bangs her, not oh, Mario. But not until about five years after the oh, movie really? does she appear in a computer game. So are you saying that this film informed the computer games? No, I'm saying that this film is full of shit. <laughs> Sounds like that's what you said, Rob. Well, our listeners decide. So the first person he got to write this gritty script was Barry Morrow. Barry Morrow is the screenwriter of Rain Man. So he wrote a script about two brothers on a road trip <laughs> that they nicknamed... Was one of them a bit special? Yes. <clears throat> and they nicknamed it Drain Man. Oh, because of the pipes. Yeah, it's good. So that went out the window. Um, I'm not going to go through all of the different writers that have touched this, other than to let's, say... Let's go through the major ones, because yeah, frankly indeed. that's gold, and I want to see that movie so made. the first people that they brought in were the guys who had made um, Max Headroom, um, okay. Channel 4 program, yeah. So the directors of this are the creators of Max Headroom. Right, no, because the show wasn't called Max Headroom, right? No, the f- film was called Max Headroom, and then was the it? show was called Max Headroom something, something else, Breaking Off the Now or something weird. Okay, yeah. fair So enough. anyway, so they, they were brought on because they were essential video artists. That's exactly who you want to make this film. Um, and they were going to make an adult, gritty, gritty, which is a word we use now, but they didn't at the time, uh, Mario Brothers movie that was kind of like... The, grit like, hadn't been invented in Indeed. the 90s. Indeed. True Grit certainly hadn't been out for 25 years. Um, so they wrote a script. And the producer, the studios, or the investors were like, well, you're insane. This needs to be a children's film, not like a Blade Runner-esque sci-fi weird movie. So they got um, Ed Solomon on board, who had written Bill and Ted. So he did a rewrite. So they went through loads of iterations. So the first one was like a parody fairy tale type, um, type script, um, which included a cameo from Bruce Willis, who was going to be at one point climbing around inside the air ducts of Dino Hatton. Okay. I really wish I was making this up. Uh, then they had a Ghostbusters inspired script where it was going to be set in um, Brooklyn and people like 
the Goombas and the Turtles and stuff were going to be appearing in, in, in the real in, world. In the real world, and they had to beat them, basically. Uh, and then he went through four more iterations of varying degrees of grittiness and childlike wonder and blah, 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 blah. So then they added things like Alice in Wonderland, which is why they've got the red boots. They click the heels together. There's a whole Frankenstein piece about how uh, there's a monster that's trying to be a man and all that kind of stuff. There are these tiny... Once you know about the scripts, you notice these little one-lines that have been left over because they've forgotten about that subplot that they've written out. And they've taken the entire subplot out, but they've left like three lines of dialogue in that refer to it. So why does it make any sense? It's like six different stories. It's amazing. So when they finally nailed down the script, which they never did because they got daily rewrites, Dennis Hopper, who said during press for this film, oh, I just did it for the money. <laughs> Bob Hoskins didn't know he was making a computer game movie until halfway through when he told his son what he was working on. And he was like, oh, like the game. Um, they finally settled on a, a script, sort of. So they were looking at people to play all the different characters. So Arnold Schwarzenegger, Michael Keaton and Kevin Cosner were all asked to play King Cooper. Wisely turned it down. And they asked that they wanted Danny DeVito to be Mario, which is she, probably a bit on the nose. That, I, I think Hoskins is good, to be honest. He Hoskins puts in a decent performance. If makes honest. the best of a very bad He really lot. does. And especially considering and how so drunk they were the whole time. So in... John Leguizamo's book, he explains that they were all put up in beach houses in Carolina, in in uh, in America. Don't know why I'd specify that. Um, north or south? Eh, north. Yeah, I know things. Um, and I'm drunk. Nailed it. Um, they were put up in these ma- massive beach houses, essentially. So they just got drunk the whole time between takes, and every night they get absolutely wrecked. Halfway through. Uh, Bob Hoskins, he quotes him as saying uh, they were sneaking around and eventually Bob Hoskins said, wait, you guys are smoking reefer? Which is the best thing because Bob Hoskins is like, all right, son, are you telling me you're smoking reefer? Because you forget that because his Brooklyn accent is perfect. It's it's actually actually pretty good. Um, Considering he's a a Cockney Londoner. Yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, so he started smoking weed halfway through uh, when they were filming the big car chase when they're driving around. Mm -hmm. At one point, there's a scene where Luigi is driving and John Guzziamo just absolutely totaled the car they were in, crashed it into the set and broke Bob Hoskins' hand. So if you watch the film, there are certain scenes where he's wearing a pink or like a peach skin-coloured cast on his hand because he broke his hand in a car crash on set because they were just absolutely wankered the whole time. (laughs) So good. So, so good. So yeah, so before, but anyway, backtracking slightly. So before they cast them as them, they asked Danny DeVito. And then they also then approached a young actor who had just made a little film called Turner and Hooch. They asked Tom Hanks to be Mario. Not Luigi. <laughs> Mario. <laughs> I love it. I love that app so, so much. So, so much. So yeah, so eventually they settle on Hoskins and Leguizamo, who I think actually do the best with what they're given. To be honest, John Guziamo is John Guziamo, and he's awesome, and I love him. But Bob Hoskins gives he's... it the old college try. Yeah, and it, I think the the only watchable parts of this are the bits where he is acting the absolute shit out of these scenes with this terrible fucking dialogue. He famously fucking hated. He hates this film. He absolutely hates this film. Um, the director absolutely <laughs> hates this film. <laughs> Dennis, like I say, Dennis Hopper apparently just had a tantrum every single day, so it took three times longer than it should have done, because every day he'd get new rewrites and he'd refuse to do it. They'd have arguments for four hours and the script would go back to how it originally was. So they'd rewrite the scenes to make it make sense. Dennis Hopper would insist that he wasn't doing it, so they'd do the screen how it was seen how it was originally written. All of his dialogue is uh, exposition anyway. What's yeah. that stuff he puts his hands in at the beginning? Not sure. It's and never explained. Peels it off. 
And it's, I think it's like some kind of sanitizer. It's got to be a fungicide thing, right? Yeah. But it's never explained, never referred to again. No! Because, like, he's wearing the white gloves. Does ba- I'm trying to think, Bowser doesn't wear white gloves, does he? He just has claw hand, drag claw... Totally. He's not Bowser. Well, no, he's not even Bowser, yeah, he's got, of course. He's either President or King Cooper. Because he's King... They call him King Cooper, and then they also call him President Cooper, and there are uh, vote for Cooper posters everywhere, but he's meant to be a fascist dictator. So, what is it, like, fake elections? He's rigging them, I guess. The uh, absolute comedy moment, just on the whole, is he Bowser, is he not? Um, Spike and Iggy, of course, are Bowser's kids in the video game. Are they his nephews? Um, um, I think they're sons. Oh, okay, right, sure. Um, but either way, so yeah. clearly they're meant to be Bowser related, but in the movie they're his nephews. Yeah, oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah, in the movie they're his nephews, sure. Oh, God, really? You. And they make Literally, him... every target they aimed at, just a foot he, to the right. He's so rubbish, because he makes them super smart, and they're like, oh, we've got all these good ideas, and he's like, fuck off, go and do what I tell you anyway. So, like, yeah, it's all... So, what so, else yeah. have we got? So, while they were making the film, it was just an absolute nightmare. So, they brought in writers in, like Ed Solomon, who I was talking about, who had had big success with Bill and Ted, to come in and do rewrites. So, the directors were going... Who, directors who would do things like, oh, this extra doesn't look grimy enough, I want to make him look dirtier, so we'll just chuck a cup of boiling hot coffee all over him. Cause, not because he was angry, because he was like, oh, your costume doesn't look dirty enough, but then we'll just chuck boiling just coffee on him. Douse him in hot liquid. Apparently they were just an absolute nightmare. You read interviews with them, to be fair, and I'm fairly sympathetic towards them, but it's, it's a bit of a six of one, half a dozen of the other situation. They were arty, like cool kids on the block making this gritty Mario movie with all the studio demanding they make a children's movie. They bought Ed Solomon on to do rewrites whilst they were on set and then banned the writers from talking to the directors and vice versa. So there was a massive amount of enmity on the... Enmity? Anger and dislike on the set. Um, And yeah, it was just an absolute clusterfuck. Everyone hated each other. Everyone was like drinking and just... Yeah... And then the directors then got locked out of the editing room. So the studio kind of, well, they, they fired them like four weeks before the end of production and just kind of cobbled it together and did a load of reshoots. Then they locked them out of the editing room and just kind of rammed it all together a bit. So then they got Alan Silvestri, who does the scores. That's why the score's like, like a really like whimsical children's movie over these really weird, like fetish clad people eating lizards at a hot dog buns. It's really weird. It's such a weird mix of tones. Spandex. Yeah. Might be some perspex. Yeah, it might be some perspex. But yeah, it just apparently they apparently there are deleted scenes of like topless dances and stuff. It's just it's really weird. They just couldn't yeah. So basically a clusterfuck. And it ruined the careers of both directors who just never worked again. They've made a number of shorts and art movies and things like that, but they did a few more music videos. But yeah, they just I'm guessing with the best one in the world that after that they probably don't want to work again. <laughs> like, well, nope. yeah. This sounds and, um, like it was bad all the way around, to be honest. So the sets, like we were talking about with Dino Hatton, they were going for a Blade Runner vibe, and I actually think they do quite well. It has that whole 90s dystopian thing. It feels yeah. a little bit like Total Recall and the city at the yeah, centre yeah, yeah. of that and what have you. It feels like a precursor to like the the 90s Joel Schumacher Gotham cities and stuff like that. It's quite, it, it's just all neon and... Also a lot of latex. Also a lot of latex in that one as well, yeah. Um, if you notice, uh, during the car chase, there are just cars like crashing from off frame. Yeah. So they're like, but they're not involved in anything. So there'll be a police car being chased by another police car. Um, and then just as they're driving, another non-police car will just fly into frame from left or right and crash into a load of parked cars. 
it, it, just because they wanted more explosions. It's just all a bit... Well, I thought, that wasn't there a whole thing, there is a moment, because I was watching it, and it's like when they first arrive, there's the cyclist that just randomly goes over the railings. So he's in it four times. Uh, yeah, and... On different time, bikes. <laughs> goes over the but I get, got the feeling that actually there was this whole point was that the vehicles don't have brakes. So when they're in the police car. I think that's just meant to be for quick braking. Um, and he's like, there are no brakes. And it's like, that makes sense because everything's crashing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right up until the point at the very end where you see the bob omb crossing the road. Oh, and, and the, the taxi driver the goes, bob omb and hits the fucking brakes. That so there like are brakes. the only enjoyable bit of that film, isn't it? So, yeah. It's, um, all the cars are joined to a power grid for some reason. Well, they're all basically dodgems, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah. But there's not ostensibly any cables that they're attached to. They've got the thing sticking up at the back, but there doesn't seem to be until I'm the woman like, at the at, end flies At one off point it. in the car chase where Mario and Luigi have stolen the police car, their dodgem thing does actually get knocked off. You see it get knocked oh, off the does vehicle. Does it really? Amazing. And then next that. frame, there it is again. I like it they when they get it stuck on top of the other car and he's like, I hope this guy knows where he's going for some reason. And then when he crashes, the car slides off and he starts driving himself again. He goes, this is driving. Yes. This is driving, because before you were on top of another car. Oh, God. So one of the other things that is good, changes the subject. Please. Is Yoshi. Can we talk about a different movie? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Yoshi yeah. is... It's cool. Uh, a little animatronic Tyrannosaurus Rex type number. He's a little dinosaur. A little dinosaur. Apparently there's like 200 feet of cable inside him, and he's capable of like 96 different individual movements and stuff it took nine people to operate him and it actually yoshi as the uh puppet was so complicated and like far ahead of its time that the people who had made jurassic park steven spielberg's vfx team came down to the set to study the puppet for further jurassic park movies Second, what you're saying is that basically that t-rex the t-rex in jurassic park yeah it's it's just yoshi but bigger no, because Jurassic Park had already been made. So Yoshi is actually more advanced than the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. <laughs> and what a wonderful use. And it's so, because at one point that woman gets knocked down and it looks like Yoshi's eating her. And then it cuts back and he's just sucking on her foot. <laughs> it's so weird. Yeah, Yoshi likes the two. He does. He's a real foot guy. Super, super strange. <laughs> also, to be honest, Yoshi pretty much shows up just to be, ah. Yeah, pretty much. He does nothing. It's lip service of, oh, and Yoshi's here. Just yeah. in case you have ever played the games or anything, you know. Yeah. And it's not even like it's Yoshi, Yoshi, because, yeah, Yoshi can talk. Yeah. So my last little piece, I'll break you off a little piece, is, you know the bit at the end when she's setting up the sequel? And it weirdly goes into slow motion for a couple of seconds at the end. You notice that? Yeah, she's like... Anyway, yes. this is an audio medium. Um, the sequel... Slow motion works in audio. And I was saying, that's a spicy meatball. Ah, uh, gold. Um... They were setting up a sequel, as you probably guessed. Clearly. And the sequel was going to be them fighting Donkey Kong. Oh my god. <laughs> I'd have watched the legit shit out of this. And you know what? The original scriptwriters made a webcomic of it about five years ago, which is available for free. So if you Google Super Mario Brothers movie webcomic sequel, it comes up and you can look at the PDFs. It is terrible. It is one of the worst drawn pieces of shit. It is a weirdly a Back to the Future ripoff. But it's also, so basically, imagine Biff, but he Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> 
It is very odd. Hang on. Just Suddenly to, involves time travel. Just to quickly flashback to the moment where you said the directors never worked again, uh, and when they did work again, they produced a shit webcomic. No, 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 sorry. These are the original scriptwriters. Oh, the scriptwriters. Script. I beg your pardon. Yeah, yeah. Did they work again? Uh, I think I think they did, but they're like they're like hacks 90 screenwriters. Oh, they probably worked on all sorts of weird land before time and all that kind of shit. Uh, but they produced this web webcomic to for their to portray their original vision. <laughs> it's it's not a massive secret at this point that I really really don't like this film, and I watch a lot of shit. I mean, yeah. I, I I can you safely claim that, at all in that the last you know, week or Big so. Trouble in Little China is one of the best films ever made, and it's a more accurate Mario Brothers film. <laughs> <laughs> Ninjas. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm guessing that our traditional um, review of reviews. Yeah. I'm really hoping that you picked the cream of the crop because I know from basically looking at the one star reviews on Google Play when I bought this, yep. because I have to buy the movie to review it and watch it, um, that, 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 that nobody likes this film. <laughs> No. Apart from, apparently, 50 people on Twitter who all voted for it. So thank you to those people. You'd be surprised he likes it. Okay, so who doesn't like it? It's Amazon One Star Review. Our first one star review is from H. Mills. Heather Mills? Is that a person? From 2014, who says, Super? I don't think so. I purchased it on behalf of a friend's child who loved it and who wanted it for a present. I had a quick look at it before posting it on. Super rude, by the way. If you buy someone a Blu-ray, don't watch it first. If it's not wrapped up in cellophane, I get it. By the way, I I licked it. I had to make sure it was right. Oh dear! Horrible rubbish. But that's only my opinion. I'm sure its mother loves it. Its mother loves it. No, its mother loves it. Uh, Fine. When it's actually 23 years old is poor form. Wait, what? Exactly. When it's actually 23 years old... It's poor form. Is this the same it that its mother loves? Are we now talking about from, the kid or the movie? This is from Amazon customer, indeed. If you're talking about... Oh, this is a new review. Okay, sorry. This is a new Amazon customer. Yeah, Amazon customer. AKA? It, a, a, a bloody coward. <laughs> in when this case, we'll let it go. When it's actually 23 years old, it's poor form, which is creepy. I bought this film on the fact that it was billed as being a, a 2014 film. So the DVD they bought came out in 2014. Five minutes in, and it is very clear that it's not... Some research shows, some research shows, never done any before, is actually made in 1993. So I'm not impressed with Amazon. Selling a film for £8 and telling people that it's two years old when actually it's 23 years old is poor form. I think you're just a fucking idiot. (laughs) Who looks at the cover of this DVD and goes, this looks brand new? How do you have (laughs) money? How do you have a job to buy things? (laughs) £8. I can't believe this! Not you're the quality terrible, of the film. You're terrible at life. It just, looks, just stop it. It looks dated. On, <laughs> yeah, it's not like we've, we've got a boat to a remote island to record a podcast of this film, which we both watched. This person's a wanker. They're wasting their life. <laughs> so, this brings us to my favourite one-star review. He said it was a fucking nightmare. The whole experience was a fucking nightmare. Yeah, I had a husband and wife team directing, whose arrogance had been mistaken for fucking talent. After so many weeks, their own agent told them to fuck off the set. Fucking nightmare. Fucking idiots. Fucking waste of time. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> 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 you know it's good when a one-star review comes with them. 
So there are a few five-star reviews, which I would like to Go on, let's, let's see what the imbeciles who... Mrs. I, I've got to be nice to these people, <laughs> yeah. they are. They could be lovely individuals. One of them just... is just funny. Oh, we'll see. I'll oh. show you. This one's just called Five Stars. This is from last year. Mrs. Paige Morris. The kids love it and want number two as soon as possible. That ship has sailed, Mrs. Page Morris. There is, however, Mrs. Page Morris, a, a webcomic available. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Or maybe, depending on how old her kids are, they're just saying, Mummy, I need number two. Uh, and it she should just get them that. to the bathroom. That's true. They're just covered in shit. Would still be more entertaining than the Super Mario Bros. <laughs> yeah, film. It would be. So another one that's just entitled Five Stars is by a man called Christopher Strange. Wait for it. <laughs> It is very good film. I enjoyed watching, and he came. <laughs> I, he must have got the director's cut. <laughs> he must have. <laughs> and then our final positive review is by one Mr. S. Miyamoto. Uh, no, clearly not, but go on. In the end, it was a very fun project, and they put a lot of effort into it. The only thing I still have some regrets about is that the movie may have tried to get too close to the Mario Brothers video games. In that sense, it became a movie that was about a video game, rather than being a movie. Yeah, that's some bullshit. <laughs> the creator of Mario being like, listen, this didn't cost us anything. People talk about it. I never seen. He's the never seen it. The creator of Mario does not review shit on Amazon.com. <laughs> no, it's from a, it's from an interview. It's from an interview. <laughs> but he seemed to like it. Well, you know, when you're richer than God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He didn't create Mario. So he doesn't give a fuck, does he? So, um, that's what they thought of it. What did we think of it? As if I haven't been completely I think it's six and cane of our day. Um, so uh, it's got to be out of five. Red mushrooms? Five red mushrooms. Yeah. So how many red mushrooms would you give it out of five? I'm going to give it two. I would I would go lower, but it's just so fucking weird. It's such a weird, like, artefact of shit 90s filmmaking. That weirdly, it, it interests me while I'm watching it. It tickles me. It's just so disjointed. And there are some bits in it which do make me laugh. The bit in the lift when they get all the Goombas dancing... God help me, that makes me laugh. I don't know why. The bit that actually makes me chortle in the same vein is when they come back over the radio and say, Sir, the Goombas are dancing again. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's like a super weird thing about Dennis Hopper, Dennis Hopper's character, King Cooper, uh, wanting a pizza. He orders a pizza at the beginning of the film and every time he barks orders into the radio, he goes, And where's my pizza? And then right at the end, when he's fighting Mario, sir, someone comes out, Sir, pizza's your pizza's here. here. <laughs> so weird. I think they, I will give this one mushroom. That's very. I'm surprised. Oh, I thought you were going to. The go only zero. thing that means this doesn't get one of those blocks that when you jump up and hit it just turns into <laughs> a brown a, thing and gives you nothing. Dis, the most disappointing right, thing is there are some nice little moments. It's worth watching, not because it's a good film. It's not, not because it's well written or the plot makes any kind of sense. It was well written six times. That was the issue. <laughs> Um, but because actually, through it all, you do have amazing little moments, normally in spite of, where the actors and the cast are fighting against the crepuscular yeah. pile of shit that is <laughs> the script. Um, and it's almost worth it just for how bad it is in the face of how good it could be. I, I think it's. I think or it's. Or could a, have been. It certainly goes into the into the category of so bad it's good. 
It's enjoyably shit. If you get a group of people together and drink some beers, play some actual Mario. Take some mushrooms. Take some mushrooms and then watch this. It's laughably bad. You know, I, I do think it, it's not one of those things. I was never, it always held my attention in the same way that a horrific car crash does. Uh, that's not true. But anyway, um, it just, I don't know. It's just so oh, yeah, bad you can't look it. away. It's, there's that and combination. they're just trying so hard. You, you rubberneck this movie. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, you're just going, what, 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 I've how, watched this what? three times in four days, this film, and my wife has watched it twice, because I put it on again, she's been like, I'm not fucking watching this, and then an hour and 45 minutes later, she's like, yay, Roxette! It's seriously, she's it, just watching it for Roxette. She's just right? watching, do you know, um, we've got Apple Music to sort your life out. <laughs> I don't think that track is actually available on Apple Music. It's, ex- it's exclusive. It's not available anywhere. It's exclusive, yeah. Uh, That's, yes. This is why Roxette I'm, I'm perfectly happy to say that I've now watched this movie twice in my entire life. I watch it at the cinema. Right now, I'm I'm going for that's probably enough. I might revisit it. Maybe. If, I mean, if, if I ever get some. Shrooms. I mean, senile, senile dementia is a you know yeah. it's a, a real kicker. So who knows? Like one day when I have children and they really fucking piss me off. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing less of discussed really is legacy and our recommendations. So I think we well, should... my my main recommendation: don't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> But if no, you I, liked this film, seek professional help. Yeah, yeah, fucking hell. There's just legit no hope for you. Right, no. So there is. It, it is part of, and I think it's probably one of the first of know, a whole it, it genre. Is, it definitely is. All, all which the, yeah. became the like the video game spin-off movie. Yeah, sure. Because people went to studios and said, "Do you remember that movie that cost fifty million dollars and made twenty? That could be you guys. Yeah, that could be you guys. All we need is Jean Claude Van Damme." Kylie Raul Minogue. Julia, yeah, Kylie Minogue, and some other guys. So yeah, so obviously we're so, talking about Street Fighter. You could, yeah, Street Fighter, which is almost but not quite as bad a film as Super Mario it, Brothers. It's got a cohesive plot. It's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad. Why is he Guile? Anyway, and Ken and Ryu in it are just they're Why like is he another, not Guile? the comic relief. Who's he gonna be? Guile's like an all-American, like fighter pilot. Yeah, and so is Jean Claude Van Damme. Sure. He's established sure. his creds I as being should. an all-American. I would recommend that over this, though. over Super Mario Brothers. Though. To be honest, I'd recommend castration over this. But um, all of the Street Fighter animes, which I have not seen, you highly, you definitely should. The Street Fighter animated movie. There's a shower scene with Chan Lee, bro. You see Chan Lee's boobies. You know, I'm not like 14, right? I was once when I watched this. Fat, 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 fat. <laughs> grim, grim. And we've just exceeded our R rating. Just <laughs> our producer. That's so funny. Um, yeah, the the anime's really good. Uh, and then you've, what else you got? You got Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat one. In fact, didn't they make like three of them? Or they something? made two movies in a TV series. Oh Christ! The TV series is rubbish until the last two seasons. Cause really, because the, the movies were epic. Because the, the bad guys win. <laughs> Christopher Lambert as Raven. Yeah. Uh, but in the in a TV series, the bad guys win. And there's the final big fight, the final big affront at the end of the, they knew were being cancelled, and the bad guys win and take over the world. Brilliant. So what else we got? Uh, I mean, Fast and the Furious technically is Mario Kart the movie. Yes, that's very very true. Um, Attack on Titan, though, that's just straight up anime, isn't it? Yeah, there's. I mean, before we get into the minutiae, there's Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider, of course, uh, which is yeah the first again. The thing is. If you were comparing them to Super Mario Brothers, these are all like fucking diehard or something. They're like their oh, plots make sense, sort of. Massively and superior Jolie's in every in a way. Wetsuit, you know. Also, the new Tomb Raider movie Chris is Barry's pretty damn good. It? I haven't seen that. Actually, it's as good. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, there's also a couple of, you know, going back to the anime space, there's the Japanese doing what they do. So there was the Final Fantasy movie. Uh, sure. That was kind of cool, although a bit weird. And there's the live Still action, don't know what the there's live action Tekken film. Oh, what? That is bad. Let me just let me let me set you paint you a picture. Last time I went to Amsterdam, I watched that film and was like, "This is fucking boring and shit." I was in Amsterdam, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll say no more. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I mean, basically any other computer game film, any say, other thing. Yeah, just watch any, any other. They film. are all better. Watch any other film. No, no, there, there will be films that are worse. I mean, the Quest for one. Um, Oh, I don't know. I would say that uh, <laughs> if we're casting that a little bit wider, what are we looking at? We're looking at, you know, brother movies, buddy movies. Rain Man. Uh, twins. <laughs> twins. Any buddy cop movie. Watch Midnight Run. Yeah. It's the best fucking buddy cop movies ever made. Um, if you like the whole kinky 90s post-apocalyptic aesthetic. Watch The Hunger with Catherine Deneuve and David Bowie. It's a sexy vampire film. Is it? Yeah. Um, I was thinking again you can go to pretty much anything that was made in the 90s you know it's yeah. pretty much Mad Max all to that be stuff really, like Last Action Hero and shit like that that's like half cartoon half computer game that's a great movie yeah but so and, and actually so if you really want to see Bob Hoskins not wanting to die making a film who framed Robert, Roger Rabbit yeah 100% so that I mean yeah that helped, that, that and Hook got him the job on this because those were children's films which this ostensibly is also by the way those have rewatchability yeah. and I think won awards also there's a little movie that came out a week after that I've already discussed with you if you love dinosaurs just fucking watch Jurassic Park and shut up it's got Goldblum in it the only other <laughs> thing I would say that should have been say, the end of the podcast by the way <laughs> <laughs> it's got Goldblum in it the only other thing I mean there's only there's clearly there's only one movie I hope not, because... <laughs> that can possibly compare to Super Mario in terms of the journey, the the passage across worlds, the mix of mysticism and reality. The the, uh, the incredible wire work. Oh, um, unbelievable. Sword play. Wait, what? <laughs> no, that was me watching it. hey <laughs> You mean Crash Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Oh, ops. Actually... I actually think Event Horizon might be nearer this one than that one, to be honest. But yeah, you can watch either. Um, just don't don't watch this. You'll thank us later. You've been listening to We're Drunk and We Know Things as we discuss, dissect, and discard Super Mario Brothers the movie. Yeah. Literally, we've just put its corpse into a bag. We put some rocks in it. We've thrown it off the minkies. We didn't even give it a proper funeral service. Nope. We just turned around, flicked our cigarette, it like bah. like yeah. There's a dead bird over there. It's more entertaining. Um, <laughs> That's we're recording um, at what is technically the most southerly point of the British Isles. You cannot get any further south and beyond the British Isles than we are right now. Well, you can, but you have to go to the toilet. That is the most southerly point. Yeah, and we, we thought recording but, but, outside a bog probably not the best in this heat. Yeah, especially given a bog it. that's not plumbed in. No, no, you just have to go <laughs> get a bucket of seawater. Yeah. Um, We've been drinking, well, who cares? Because it's not like we're getting sponsored, but we've actually been drinking, I've been drinking a mix of Doombar and Liberation Ales. Mike is uh, shilling the corporate... I've become a corporate whore and I'm drinking Brewdog. Yeah, he's drinking Brewdog. Our producer, um, Captain Stern Thruster, who has been fueled, <laughs> <laughs> fueled by Breeder. I promised myself I wouldn't laugh. We'll be back next month when we're doing uh, tea which I'm sure will be an even shorter list. Uh, we just have to avoid Thomas putting... the Tank Engine, the movie. It's going to happen, isn't it?
Until then. It's me, Mario and the gang. You probably know my name, and so we start the game. Jumping high, ducking low from the sky to the ocean. How come Peach can't stop being stolen? Need the Firefly star power now for Bowser. Koopa Troopa, Super Goomba, soon to lose a life. It's me and Peach and Luigi, so you know. Stop it, don't rock and roll. Let's go, let's go, let's go. So, without further ado, it's Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> the just, just we had to get the edit of that, that's so good. I mean, also, for those who are listening, we do discuss highbrow shit when we're not recording. It's true. Did you know that the Minkies uh, was the third last platoon of German soldiers to surrender in World War II? I did not know that. Yeah, they uh, when they liberated Jersey, they forgot there were a load of Nazis here. So three weeks what, later... So a load? A platoon. And, uh, and a French fisherman came over three weeks later and they were like, would you mind giving us a... They said, hello, I say. Uh, would you mind giving us a lift to England? They, they've forgotten we're here and we'd like to surrender. <laughs> Brilliant. This isn't going in. Anyway. Of course it is.